Hello and welcome back to the weekend spread. And folks, we're at the season finale championship week in college football, and it is all on the line. Okay, well, maybe not for the actual games, but for the weekend spread punishment. Oh, it's it's getting intense. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, we got Jamison Maxwell, who, hey, and by all means and accounts, actually won the competition this year. And then uh, we let's, got. Let's Kyle not get Pitts. ahead of ourselves. I'm still four games ahead, so things could get crazy. It, it could be. It could be a disaster. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, um, then we got Ty Lee and Bowden Blake as usual. So before we get started, boys, let's take a gander at the leaderboard presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Jameson sitting at 75 and 63, with Blake behind at uh, 71 63. Ooh, that was wrong. Uh, 75. <laughs> Jameson has uh, 59, 50, 59 losses. He only has 59 losses. Blake is 71 and 63. And then me and Ty are tied at 68 and 66. Everything's on the table. Uh, if you finish last, you are subject subjected to the fearsome 999 challenge. I know I'm nervous about it. Ty, you and I tied going into the final week. Are you feeling the pressure as much as I am? Did you ask me? Yes, I did. Oh, I was sneezing, so I couldn't hear. Um, you guys couldn't hear bad podcasting. You guys couldn't hear that I was sneezing because I was on mute. But for those listening in, not watching the video, I was sneezing. Now I'm not. That's why you can hear me talking. Um, great. Ed. I'm great feeling analysis. good. We you. got screwed over. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're we're experts at this stuff. We do the analysis. Uh, Jameson and I got screwed over last week. Uh, the Oregon Ducks just. <laughs> inexplicable performance and then of course the Sooners followed it up with like the exact same performance uh so doubly painful weekend for me in terms of of the spread but we I had some good bold picks we got some stuff right we got the egg bowl right that was great uh and then I don't want to say that I got USC over Notre Dame right because everyone else in the world besides Bobby uh saw that one coming a thousand miles away but, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do when you're down here at, at the bottom fighting for your life. So I feel good about uh, about this week coming in. And I have a, a team on the slate that I know is going to be the one that saves me. So I'm not too worried. Well, Blake, I, I will say, like Oregon, with Oregon State, we knew that was going to be spooky. It's always spooky in Corvallis. And that might have been the most Oregon State way to win uh, win the not Civil War. What, what, was, what did they call it? The platy? That's That is the most Oregon State way to win a platy I've ever seen. It was Bobby knew all along spooky bees were going to get him out to play. And the one thing I do know for sure is Pac-12 play always does the worst thing for the team that really needs it. Could we see that this weekend? USC finally Pac-12 getting, I think, a playoff berth the first time since. Is it Washington or Oregon? One of those. It's been a hot second. But could you talk about It was Washington that one year they randomly made it. Oh, Washington made it a year? Oh, yeah. They made it in uh, 2016, I think. Yeah. It was... I uh, yeah. I think you're... I busy. thought the last one was Oregon, but okay. 
Yeah, only two teams, though, which is pretty wild. But yeah, it would, it would be a pretty big deal for the Pac-12. And, and look, some people are saying that USC could even make it if they lose this weekend. I'm not so sure about that one. But Jameson, as the champ, presumptively, it would take a massive collapse, which will definitely not happen. And I'm definitely not trying to jinx you. Uh, but uh, how are you feeling on top right now? You're more safe than the rest of us. How are you feeling? As long as I don't pick seven different games than you or Ty, or I guess both you and Ty, I'm safe from the 999. So um, I'm going to go pick for the win, that. though. Go for the win. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, I could obviously dodge y'all, and statistically, it's probably a very low chance that I have seven different than both of y'all. But I haven't had this opportunity to be above 500 in my career picks for my whole time on the Schooner Pod. Uh, I was obviously a very poor player in the past, but now since I'm 16 games above, uh, that puts me right at 500. So I need to get a winning record this week and go in with above 500 record all time. Yeah, that'd be pretty big. That'd be pretty big. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're picking every single conference championship from the MAC to the SEC, from the Big 12 to the Conference USA, we're doing all of them. So uh, if you guys just want to skip to the Power 5 ones, we'll put a timestamp there. Or if you're watching live, just kind of wait. I don't know. I don't know. Just just listen. Just listen. So uh, anyways, let's get on with the start here. We've got North Texas and UTSA and the Conference USA Championship. This match going down at the Alamo Dome, home of the UTSA Roadrunners, who are favored by nine. Jameson, you as the leader here, started off, then Blake, then Ty, then me. Who do you like here? Both these teams have been pretty disappointing as of late. Um, UTSA really toyed around with UTEP last week. They were down early and big, and they came back and won. Um, And the last time they played North Texas, they only won by four. I think nine points is a lot here. It really is. Um, Just for two teams that just kind of can't get it together, I think it could be sloppy and you keep it within – Nine points, so I'm going to pick North Texas. Blake? Yeah, I hate to do this because that ugly, we've talked about that ugly, ugly, green on green, lime green with neon green, Texas flag that they fly so proudly in between of Dallas and Fort Worth, junction of I-35, it stinks, but... Jameson said it perfectly. Nine points is way too much in a matchup. And I got just a little statistic to start off this uh, this championship season just because some of these matchups we have seen before in conference play. And I feel like a lot of people are sometimes spooked about whether, oh, a team's beaten them once before. Can they beat them again? Since 2005, against the spread, it's 22-22 and 22 versus teams that have played each other before. So we're basically, you're seeing that most of the times, like, the results aren't changing as much as you think. There's not really an edge either side, one, one way or the other. But the one thing is for sure, the team who lost the first time, two-thirds of those, improved their score by close to five or six points. So that is, like, the, you want to think about that when making these picks. I'm taking UNT. The game was close the first time. They can outright win this. Nine points versus a UTSA squad who's been very good. Frank Harris should have been up for some of those quarterback awards, but I just think this could get weird. This game could get wild. I'm taking the mean green. Ty? Yeah, Blake with some analysis 
so bad it made Jameson leave until he saw that I was coming back on. It's facts. Uh, and it was, that's not fair. It's like astrology level. Like you're comparing stats from like completely different teams, completely different seasons. Like, oh, well, this occurred. Like, this. Yeah, it's but some people get ridiculous. caught. It's ridiculous. Some people get caught in the narratives that it's like, oh, it's way too hard to beat a team twice. Or like they only choose because of that. There's basically like no statistical difference either which way. Like it shouldn't scare people off that two teams have faced before either which way. You should just choose how you think the game is going to like be straight up. Which brings me to my second point. Uh, Blake's analysis had nothing to do with his pick because he was picking the underdog either way. I have long been on the North Texas. I think maybe we picked them week zero, uh, but I've long been on the North Texas train. They've been pretty good against the spread, and that's because they got a quarterback with some experience. Does he have football experience? Up for debate, but he's got life experience. My man is 30 years old out here playing quarterback against these Gen Z kids. And he has a thing or two to, uh, to teach them, I suppose. So I, I think UNT has a big advantage in this one because their quarterback right now preparing for the game, a game that they've played once this season already, like we talked about, and it wasn't that far off. Um, UNT, whatever UTEP, um, whatever four-letter Texas school they're playing is not going to be able to put them away uh, by nine because their players are all making TikToks and whatever else the kids do nowadays uh, instead of preparing for this game. So give me the mean green once again to get the cover here in this one. Yeah, no, this is a sweep. Um, look, North Texas and UNT had a banger of a game uh, when they last played five touchdowns in the fourth quarter and UTSA pulled away with 15 seconds left. So these two teams know each other well. They play each other well. Nine points is honestly a little egregious. I think people are just riding off of that big UTSA record. Uh, the last time they lost, I believe, was Texas. So, um, yeah, I, I think this one's a little inflated here. Uh, give me give me the mean green to get a cover at the uh, at the Alamo Dome. I, I expect this one to be a pretty fun one. Oh, we Next, better not we go have... chalk this whole episode. We need to get some parody. We need some parody. I... Look, I didn't pick that one because I was trying to zap, I, I, because I'm trying to be safe. I just think North Texas can has a cover. So let's move on to our next game, the MAC championship game. It's Toledo minus one and a half against the Ohio Bobcats. I'm looking forward to uh, what Blake has to say about this because he has a whole lot riding on the line here in terms of futures. So I'll get it kicked off. You know, when you see a line shift like this, this line opened up at four and has been bet all the way down to one and a half. Um, you, you, you kind of, you kind of want to ride with it. So I'm going to ride with the Ohio Bobcats here to get the win in the Mac championship and take out Toledo. Uh, the Mac title is always a toss up. You never really know who's going to come out on top, but I like the Bobcats here. Um, the betters seem to be pretty big on them as well. I believe there was even an AP vote for them in the top 25. So yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Ohio. Yeah. I also, I, I'm certain that we're going to differ later on in the, in the episode, but I also have Ohio in this one. Uh, some things that have led me to this decision. Like Bobby said, I saw that line moving. Uh, that was a lesson that I learned last week uh, to pay attention to you. Uh, I know where Ohio is. And I think a Bobcat is a cooler mascot than uh, I think that's one of those like pool torpedoes uh, that Toledo has. And I don't know where Toledo <laughs> is. So give me the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, 
plus one and a half. That's what 0.5 means. Uh, it's it's a half if you converted it to a fraction. So give me a Ohio. There you go. Blake, who do you like? Hate to keep it chalk, but Bobby alluded to it. I am riding a Ohio plus 1600 future to win the Mac. A I always every single year I choose just somebody towards the bottom of the of the odds pool for the Mac. And the last two years, they both made the championship game. That is how unpredictable this conference is. That's why everybody loves Maction, just because you don't know what's going to happen on a week-to-week basis. But I also pulled a Bobby in this one. I felt confident going into this game. I see the one and a half, and I was like, oh, Ohio, you're giving me Curtis Rourke, probably the best G5 quarterback that's going to get a lot of P5 looks next year, probably going to enter the transfer portal. He's been excellent for Ohio. I was like, this one's easy didn't realize he was out with the season injury ending injury last week and now i am sweating it a little bit this guy cj harris coming in had a decent game against bowling green but bowling green sucks like they're bottom of the back it has me a little bit worried but ohio's winning not just because of Cor- curtis rourke but their defense has been es- excellent especially against the run toledo's pretty balanced on offense they could throw they could pass but i just like the ability that iowa or Ohio can take away one facet of the game. Hopefully this second stringer comes in, lights it up enough. I'm not going to hedge. There's no way I'm hedging out of this. I've made it this far with Ohio. I'm back in the Bobcats and just pray, just pray the injury of Curtis Rourke doesn't come back to bite me. Jameson? You've got that many assets, but you aren't even paying attention to the Bowling Green game. I watched that from start to finish and I was glued to the TV. Did I have the C.A. Bangura under on that game for rushing yards? Yes, and that's why I watched it the whole time. Um, But I got to really watch a lot of Ohio's quarterback and C.J. Harris as the backup. It seems like in the early part of the game, they really weren't too confident with their play calling. They weren't giving him any passing. They just made him run. He's a dual-threat quarterback. But he made a lot of really good plays, and he started to gain some swagger throughout that game. And there, I mean, Bangura, their running back's really, really good too. And he had a very poor game versus a Bowling Green team that, when you say it, they're not the best, but they got a pretty good rush defense from what I saw. I think Bangura, if he if they can control the game, and CJ Harris makes a couple of those swagger plays that I saw last week, I don't know why Ohio isn't favored. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. The easy payouts, the same-game parlays, player props. You know how much I love my player props. All of them just so great. Easiest sportsbook to use by far. And it's getting even better. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sports app, place a same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost and the bigger your shot to win big. Look, with rivalry week going on in college football, big Thanksgiving Day games, it is just the perfect time to dive into your favorite sporting event. I've been loving it. Hell, put a little bit on the World Cup. It's great. This is the best time to be betting. I am loving it. 
So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now, back to the Schooner Pod. Let's move on to our next matchup. It's the Mountain West Championship. Boise State favored by three at home on the blue turf. This matchup we've seen before and honestly has decided this thing, uh, this weekend spread a couple times. So don't sleep on the Mountain West uh, title. Jameson, kick us off here. Do you like the uh, Broncos to defend the blue? Wait, See, that that's, that's... <laughs> to defend the blue. I don't get it. <laughs> it sounded like a Walmart version of a different slogan. Go ahead, Jameson. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I gotcha. All right. So um, I feel like if this was on a neutral field, it'd be Fresno State all day. I'm not even worrying about it. I like Jay Kaner. They've been playing way better as of lately. And I feel like Boise State just hasn't really impressed me too much this year, to be honest with you. I feel like they've got, kind of had some big wins and teams they're again supposed to play, but they've had a lot of close games. Um, I feel like they didn't really end the season as strong as they could have either. I, I just like the way Fresno's momentum has, and I, I, I understand that at Boise, but I think I'll take Fresno with a field goal here. Blake? Honestly, against Jameson, I think Boise, I think Fresno has been impressive, but I think Boise has also been very impressive. They came off with a really slow start. They had the loss to Oregon State at Oregon State, but then losing at UTEP, which is just disgraceful, fired their offensive coordinator, and really they've been clicking ever since. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer's gone. He's entered the transfer portal. He must have really loved his offensive coordinator because he basically just gave over this job to this Taylor Green guy who's been shredding it up. He's a little bit more of a dual threat guy. He has He has some wheels, can run, and honestly, they've looked really impressive. They've beaten some good, they've already beaten Fresno State by 20 on their home field. The only loss they have is BYU, who, which we know is super temperamental as we pick them, like, I th- feel like three or four times this season. I'm really impressed with Boise, especially on the blue turf. I do agree, like, this line's probably pretty perfect, that neutral site, you're going to give it a pick just because these teams have had very similar arcs. But the one thing I just think is going to be different about this is just Boise State can run the ball down your throat. And Fresno has a pretty decent uh, pa- uh, run defense, but the three teams that they played that can really run the ball, UNLV, Boise State, USC, just all gashed them. And I know they played them once. I know they can kind of develop a game plan around that. But still, I just think Boise has too much with the quarterback, the running back stable. I just don't trust Fresno's rush defense enough uh, to go with them in this road situation. So give me the Boise State Broncos. Ty? I am with Blake on this one. Uh, you look at their – they've matched up previously, and, and Blake and I sort of had our, our little discussion on – uh, you know, it's harder to beat a team uh, the second time, uh, which is how I've always interpreted that is it, it is harder, which doesn't always mean that you lose. It can sometimes mean that the point differential is a little less. I don't think they're going to beat them by 20 again, uh, Boise beating Fresno State by 20 again. Uh, but I, I like minus three for Boise. Um, they they sort of have it figured out and, and certainly they can you know, both teams are going to be adjusting and, and coming in with a lot of motivation into this one. But I just, 
I feel really good about Boise minus three against a team that they've already beaten by 20. Obviously that was, you know, a, a bit of a fluke if they're meeting up again and, and the conference championship game, but I'd feel pretty differently if that past game was close, but I like the Broncos in this one. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a very narrow game um, because both teams have really, I mean, they've been since their, I believe since their last meeting, uh, only only one team has lost since then, and it was Boise narrowly beat losing to uh, BYU at home. So, in terms of how these teams both these both of these teams have just been on an absolute hot streak. Um, but you know what? I'm counting on a little bit of Hayner magic here. I feel like we've seen Fresno go in, beat Boise on the blue, get things a little weird. Give me give me Fresno plus three. This I know it might be my undoing, but I'm gonna put it all on my on my guy Jake Hayner. Why not? I feel so less confident in this pick now after Bobby did that. <laughs> I love I mean, it. That, I love it. That, that could be a major deciding thing. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know. I'm feeling spicy. I'm gonna roll the dice here a little bit. See see what we got. So good. Some good parody. Myself. Uh, yes. Actually, you know what? I've been—I should have been cheering for Ty and Bobby just to go even, so we can get two people doing the nine-nine-nine challenge. <laughs> They—they they have well, one difference. They have one difference right now. So if they end with an even number difference, there's a chance. This literally could decide it. This literally they, could. Yeah. Decide. The way the way it's been going for Bobby and I, we're liable to have like three differences by the time the the episode is done. And then for some freak reason, one of the games will get canceled and then we'll go 50 or push. Like that's just, that's how we've been going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll push. push. It'll, it'll push. We'll get, push. Like, push. We'll get a is... DNP or something. On, on <laughs> I didn't, I didn't take into like account that. the push. Oh man. This is oh, yeah. so well, just a, I can see We, we have push. not been able to separate at all. It's been, it's been crazy. Cause you go back and look the past uh, a month or so, I'd say, we have a ton of different picks. I mean, we've been constantly zigzagging each other and we're both just like 500. <laughs> like, yeah, we just I said this earlier. Like if I, if I tried to throw the competition, I'd still be like right out 500. Cause I can only accurately predict half of them. So I'd still be half right, half wrong. Even trying to throw the, the games. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's move on to our next game. The Sunbelt championship, the Troy Trojans favored by eight and a half at home against the uh, <laughs> the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, which honestly shouldn't be there. It should be James Madison in this position, but they're, I guess, not eligible for the postseason, so that's kind of garbage. Um, look, I, I made this mistake earlier uh, in the past, forgetting about Grayson McCall getting hurt. I'm not going to make it again, Troy. And I've also faded Troy. Uh, that bit me in the ass. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll with Troy, fade Coastal Carolina, and take my win. Eight and a half seems very fair for me here. I think uh, Troy um, really uncorks it on the Chanticleers. Ty? I actually thought that Bobby was going to go with a homer take on this one, and this would be the one that would save me. Uh, but I am also going with Troy here. I mean, I'm a known Coastal Carolina uh, hater. They, they don't deserve any respect uh, in football, certainly. And they have a weirdly colored field. And every time you turn it on, it makes you think that the field is blue, but your TV is broken. <laughs> Jameson knew it was coming. Um, I was I was just uh, waiting. It's it's these it's so funny at the end of each season that whenever I see a team on the slate, I'm like, I know what Ty's gonna say. I already know what's yeah. gonna happen. It's the Myrtle <laughs> Beach Bowl. 
We've got the same, yeah, bits baked in. But yeah, I like I like Troy in this one. I don't know anything about either team. Uh, I didn't even research this one. This is a pure hater pick. Uh, so I, it's good to hear from Bobby's analysis that there is some some meat to this. But I'm going with the Troy um, Trojans, something like that. A little redundant, but nice. Yeah. Well, uh, well I don't. Like, I legitimately do not know what this team is called. They are the Tro. They are the Trojans. I oh, they are the Trojans. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, tro- yeah. the Troy Trojans is is very redundant. Yeah. I um, thought he was just going to say our like a, the Spartans or something, but I'm very proud of you, Ty, for getting. No, the I I straight right? up do. Not, I'm <laughs> sure I know like subconsciously, but I didn't know, and I just made a guess based on the the uh, the the logo. You know, he's trying to keep it 300 like the Romans. Uh, Blake, who do you like here? I thought you casuals were going to go with Coastal Carolina, and I would get a nice steal here. This is probably one of my more confident picks of the week. I love Troy. Troy's kind of been a team that's gone under the radar in the Sun Belt Conference this year, just because we've had the likes of Appalachian State upset Texas A&M to put them on the front. James Madison coming off with a heater, kind of slowed down, heated back up, but can't make the postseason. Grayson McCall, when he was going with the Chanticleers, honestly were fantastic. And then they just haven't been the same since he left. And this really isn't a Grayson, like it partly is. Like Grayson McCall not playing in this game influences heavily. But like you can see by the light, eight and a half, it's obviously baked in. But their backup, this Jarrett Guest guy, can't really throw the ball very well. That's kind of what gave this Chanticleer offense a dynamic edge with McCall is the fact he's such a good runner. He's such a good thrower. He can command kind of these RPO. It's an option system, but more modernized, and I that's what I love about it. But if this guy can't pass, you're going up against a Troy defense who is fantastic, and fantastic specifically against the run. If they're just running all their RPO type stuff, there's not really many passes going on by the Chanticleers. I think Troy wraps this one up. Like if you're just looking down uh, down the sheet, they had eight or nine games that they held their opponents under 100 rushing yards. This Troy defense is legit. They have a decent, like a good enough offense to win this win them this game. But that defense is excellent. There's no way I'm not backing Troy here just because we could see the uh, the teal chickens just not put up any points. Fair enough. Jameson, who you got? Easiest pick on the slate. It's Troy. What Coastal Carolina lost by 40 to James Madison last week. Like this team is in shambles. They obviously lost their leader, their best player, and now they're just crumbling. I I just don't see any scenario how Troy is not going to put up more than nine points. Uh, I mean, win by more than nine points versus them. Coastal Carolina is score like 10 points tops. It's it's going to be ugly. It should be also noted this game is, in fact, in Troy uh, as the Sun Belt carries the same, you know, kind of home sort of deal. So, yeah, everyone on the Trojans to capture one of their first Sun Belt tri- championships in a long while. Next up, we have a rematch of a game we saw earlier back at Yulman Stadium in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. The Tulane Green Wave favored by Tree Fitty, 3.5, uh, three and a half. Uh, against UCF. Now, back in, I believe, week 10 or week 9, had this exact same matchup. It was week 9, exact same matchup. UCF was favored, or sorry, no, it was, uh, it was recently. Uh, Tulane was favored by one and a half. They lost mm-hmm. at home. So what's going on here, James? What, why are the Green Wave favored? Do you think, uh, are you are you buying the wave this time? 
Yeah, it's it, this is a tough one for me because I like the way that Tulane's been playing as of late versus compared to UCF. That UCF for South Florida game last week just left a weird taste in my mouth. They they were just giving it away to one of the worst teams in college football, and that just seemed weird. Like I don't know if they were just looking ahead, but it just seemed very undisciplined for me, and I just can't get by it. I was picking UCF, and I felt good about it, and I, I think I might have been on an island um, in the original pick whenever it was one-and-a-half-point dogs, but I think I was I'm going to switch – I was okay, you. you are with me. I, I just I just don't like this momentum that UCF has. It just makes me feel weird. I just like the way that Tulane's playing football right now. I'm going to take Tulane three and a half. Like, it does make me a little bit nervous that this is a true carbon copy game. It's not like we're meeting at a neutral site. We are seeing this game repeat. I'm going to do it again. I'm going UCF. I think John Reese Plumley. he is a menace. And we kind of saw that the first time against Tulane, that when you got a guy that can pass a decent amount, but he's a fantastic runner, was wrecking hell on that Tulane defense. And at halftime, they were up by 10, ended up winning, I believe, by 7 or 8. I feel like this game is going to be close, but 3.5 with that hook that's a little too dangerous to me. I know UCF can get up for these big games. They didn't get up against um, Navy. Kind of a tough, like, you. the service academies games are always going to be tough if you're not prepared for that triple option. And then the UC, USF one, yikes. But I just feel, I feel good enough about this uh, UCF squad that they can keep it close and even within a field goal. Not super confident, but I just like the quarterback play better from the Golden Knights. So give me the give me the Golden Knights. Ty, this is another really really tough one because again we we've talked about these games that are matchups that have already occurred. This one is is sort of the first one that was a really close game uh, that we've discussed or a closer game. Um, I'm a big hater of UCF. Uh, we've talked about this before. You can't just unilaterally declare yourself the national champions and then go to Disneyland and say like, oh yeah, like we had a parade at Disney, therefore we're the national champions. Like Mickey Mouse has a parade at Disney four times a day. He's not claiming any national <laughs> championships. So uh, I just, I have a big problem with things that UCF claim. They claim that they own space. They have not produced a single astronaut from their undergrad program ever. And they, they say that they're Space University because their campus is an hour or so, depending on traffic, away from one of NASA's launch sites, not even really their primary one anymore. It's just like the list goes on and on. It's, it's absurd. Um, but Tulane, nobody should ever pick Tulane because where's Tulane? Say it with me, Louisiana. So let's go with the UCF. Uh, Knights to get the cover in this one. I love it. All it's right. the classic tie pick where it's like all bad things about UCF at the last thing, but Louisiana way worse. <laughs> just just because it's Louisiana. Well, you know, once again, I'm actually rolling with Jamison here. Give me Tulane minus two, uh, three and a half here. Um, look, yeah, obviously this game was played out. Tulane lost by a touchdown. But what has happened to UCF since then? A loss to Navy, who is not good. And then uh, a narrow, very, very tight win against South Florida, who has been abysmal, abysmal in the American this year. I think Tulane gets it right, resets it, and is galvanized by Willie Fritz turning down the uh, Georgia Tech job. 
Give me the green wave minus three and a half for a place in the new year six. So that's all we have for the, for the, uh, you know, the group of five. Let's move on to the power five. Now we're starting out with the Michigan Wolverines fresh off in Ohio state victory, massive win in the shoe minus 17 uh, against the Purdue Boilermakers who have somehow ended up in the big 10 championship Probably by default. I have no idea. Looking at Purdue Pete, it might also be by bribery. But um, anyways, Michigan's favored by 17. And look, I'm looking at this as Michigan has done all they need to do. They're in the playoff. And my thing is, I think they're going to take it easy. And I think, I, I think, I think Purdue is going to creep up, you know, maybe not make it interesting, but I think they cover. Give me Purdue plus 17. I think Michigan, they're going to rest Corum. They're going to rest the guy with no thumbs, and they're going to take it easy. Purdue's going to reach up and get that cover. I believe in Purdue, Pete. So give me the Boilermakers plus 17. But Michigan gets the win. Ladies and gentlemen, what you've just seen is one of the most successful psychological operations of all time. I, I can't say that I saw Purdue getting into the Big Ten Championship uh, and I am sympathetic to Purdue, but for about the past week or so, uh, when it became evident that Purdue was maybe going to the Big Ten Championship, and this might come down to the wire, I began to plant the seeds and make people think that Purdue is maybe a little bit better than they are and that I was going to pick them. I'm not <laughs> picking the Wolverines in this one. And I've been saying that Purdue was going to be the team that was going to save me, and they have and getting Bobby to pick them. I, I And to Purdue's <laughs> credit, because like, like I said, I am sympathetic to Purdue. They have so much more to play for because Michigan, like Bobby said, there is that angle of like, hey, let's rest on our laurels. And Purdue has that chance to fly way above their station. And we've all seen Purdue big upsets against uh, teams before, not Michigan, but Ohio State. I'm sure they've upset other people in the past, but um, that's like the one that, that comes to mind for me right away. So Purdue does have a lot to play for, and there is high. This is a crazy, crazy line. Purdue has high potential, but I just think Michigan is is a lot better. So give me the Michigan Wolverines in this one minus seventeen. Take home the Big Ten championship, lock up a spot in the college football playoff. Although they don't really have that difficult of a schedule, Purdue might be the best team that they've played all year uh, because they at least made it to the conference championship game. So I don't want to hear it from Ohio State fans. Because if Ohio State was good, why aren't they in their conference championship game? So give me the Wolverines minus 17 in this one. Go Big Blue. Like, Bobby's the sheep here. Give me Michigan. It's, I thought this one was a lot easier than uh, Bobby. Bobby's trying to confuse people. And I know he's probably buying into all that social media hype. He sees those uh, Jeff Brom is 3-0 and versus top two or three teams or whatever it is he's buying that lightning doesn't strike that many times like it's great that he did it but purdue is not gonna beat michigan i think this game's a blowout i don't care if blake Corum plays we saw a similar game last year where iowa oh we think iowa good defense iowa was actually pretty decent last year at one point i think they were ranked number two number one like Iowa got up there in the rankings last year iowa was for, number one last yeah. year like or at some, they were like two or three. They were high. 
Yeah, they were up there. Yeah, because they, yeah. they had that. Yeah, I think, I that, think they were like two or three, but yeah. They had like, like that top four matchup with, uh, with Penn State. Yeah, so they were really high up there. A good Iowa squad, and Michigan routed them 42 to three. I don't think there's a quit factor, especially with a Jim Harbaugh type team who I just feel like is constantly trying to beat everybody for giving him so much crap over the last few years of not being a good coach. I don't see them really falling flat here. I think it's a route. I think this is, yeah, this might be Bobby's demise. I don't think Purdue, they don't have much of a rush defense. They don't have very good special teams. They don't really have good of anything. People just point back to the history of when I think they've, the three times they won it, it's been mostly at home too. At a neutral site, this just feels like a Michigan whomping. Give me, give me the Wolverines. I think this one's fairly easy. Oh, I love that Bobby took the bait. I love it. I was it's hoping 17. Ty would take the bait too. Too, but at 17 least I points. I was the points. one chumming the water, though. You should have known that I wasn't going to take the bait. You, you've been seeing the text for the past two weeks with the, the little P emoji talking about how they're going to be the team that saves me. Fair enough. Jameson? Michigan's going to stomp them, even if Blake Corum is resting a bit, which I don't really think might be in their best interest with him coming through an ankle injury where he played a little bit last week and decide to set it out more to Donovan Edwards, who's an extremely competent running back, very talented. And if he was the RB1 for them coming in versus Purdue, I feel very similar to how I feel right now. But I think they want to instill a little bit of confidence in him, get him running and get back into that vibe uh, to where going into a possible seat, I mean, assuming they win, which they will, uh, into a CFP game that he will feel confident and do well um, whenever he faces, uh, will it be TCU? We'll have to find out a little bit later, um, but but I think Purdue is just kind of just the way they've been playing is just embarrassing. You, you notice this kind of trend with this. I would, I always kind of like to pick with momentum here at the end of the year, and Purdue only beat Indiana by fourteen, gross. Uh, only beat Northwestern by eight, gross. Lost twenty four to three to Iowa. Next, I'm going to pick Michigan in a big one. All right. Everyone back uh, on uh, on on Michigan there, so that's fine. Big game, pressure uh, mixed diamonds. So let's move on to our next game, the Pac-12 Championship. This one coming on a Friday. It's the Utah Utes against the USC Trojans. Trojans favored by three. The matchup they lost earlier this season uh, on the road in Utah, but this is different. It's in Vegas. California residents are buying these tickets in droves. Uh, Jameson, you think things change this time or, uh, more of the same? I, I think USC wins this football game and punches their ticket to the college football playoffs. This could be a push, um, but I'm going to pick the USC side of things here. I think Caleb Williams is just too damn good. You know, us as Sooner fans, I mean, we knew what we lost whenever we, whenever he hit the transfer portal. People tried to play revisionist history, saying, good, if you don't want to be a Sooner, we don't want you here. But the real thing with it is this kid is one of the talent, most talented kids we've had come through OU in recent memory. Uh, he just extend plays like Kyler Murray, and he's powerful and just got an extremely accurate arm. He's just a playmaker. And out on the big stage, I won't be surprised at all if he goes and makes a couple of Heisman-like plays and solidifies him on the podium. So I'm going to pick USC. Like. 
Yep, I'm going with Jamison. I have a Utah to win the Pac-12 future, and I would feel really confident, more confident about this. But Cam Rising has just been banged up, like ever since kind of that Washington State game where he didn't play and was like the weird late game scratch. He hasn't looked the same. And if you look back to that first Utah USC game, he was he was gashing him through the air. Through he was the leading rusher for Utah. Like his legs are really important, especially against USC and Utah's defense is just uncharacteristically just not good this year. And that scares me whenever you have Cam Rising a little bit banged up, not at a hundred percent when they beat him by one on a two point conversion and had all the juice in the world after honoring uh, two of their uh, teammates who passed like. All that juju got him a one-point win at home, and that was with a great Cam Rising game. I think USC has turned it on. They had probably their hardest stretch of games in the last month and have impressed me. They've been really good, not defensively, like we saw against uh, UCLA. UCLA didn't particularly have a great game uh, and still kept it close, which always concerns me just with USC as a favorite, but... Caleb Williams truly is that guy. If if he has a decent game this weekend, he wins the Heisman. He's been incredible. Teams are going to be tanking for him next year. He's probably the closest, like just watching him stylistically, the closest quarterback we have to Mahomes uh, besides Mahomes. He just is fantastic. Fantastic. He's, he's more athletic than Mahomes, honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's not as good of a passer, but I, I don't I don't think you can really compare the two. Because the way Caleb Williams runs the ball is so potent compared to Patrick Mahomes. Here's here's the thing. Caleb Williams is the system. He's not a system QB like Patrick Mahomes. He's not a go six and six all the time in college, and then your college thinks you're the greatest ever because you produced a 500 season. You know, Caleb Williams is not that guy. Caleb Williams, he'll give you a, we'll put it in, in Caleb Williams terms. He will give you as many wins as there are toes. Oh, ten, ten wins. Uh-oh. So oh, you're wait. projecting them to lose then? <laughs> yes. That, that's no, at least, you at least they have ten wins. Well, he always loved more. The more toes, the merrier, if you ask Caleb Williams. Is, <laughs> so are you saying USC goes for a freak toe here? Wait, Blake, are you picking I USC? I kinda, I kinda, yeah, like, yes, oh, I was USC. I'm all over <laughs> yeah. USC. I am all over. I'm all Ty, over that. I want that. I want that USC. Ty, I, I couldn't tell if we were on your analysis or not for this. Uh, what would you? No, what, that is, was is that, that was pick? riffing off Blake's. Here's so here's mine, and and I want to keep the USC sort of hype to a minimum because obviously it's still a sensitive subject for for Sooner fans, and I understand that it's the same for me. But uh, USC has been a tremendous just moneymaker if you've been gambling with them, not just on, uh, you know, their, their money line or their spreads, but a lot of the individual stuff too. And, and here's the thing is I felt like I've really known this USC team because it really is just a Lincoln Riley team. You know, I, I think at this point, if you're a Sooner fan, you know what you're going to get from Lincoln Riley. And when I look at USC, I've watched most of their games this year. I was not surprised really by any of them. They, they felt like Lincoln Riley games, familiar quarterback, familiar defensive coordinator, and, and one of the familiar receivers. And what do we know about Lincoln Riley in rematches for the conference championship? Give me the Trojans minus three in this one. I don't think that they necessarily go crazy with it, uh, but I think that they comfortably cover in this one. Lock up the Pac-12. I think Caleb Williams puts, or Caleb Williams, it's plural, 
puts the <laughs> exclamation point on his Heisman uh, resume, and I think he all but locks it up. Well, look, I got to say, on this show... He's such on, a hater. Bobby's such a on hater. On the Schooner Pod. Bobby's on, a hater. On my work with uh, Multiplicity Media on the weekenders, I've been nothing but hating on USC the whole way. And as Blake knows, a good captain goes down with the ship. Oh I think God. Utah's going to. I think Utah's going to cover three. I think they find a way to win here. Uh, uh, no, USC Bobby. Oh no, <laughs> Bobby is just going to be bathing in hot dogs. <laughs> I'm. I'm. You gotta Bobby, be bold. Ty's being gifted right here. You gotta Ty's be bold. Being gifted. But pay, I. I did not pay as, Bobby off. You could run the bank transaction. As, as Matt Damon said on that Bitcoin commercial, fortune favors the bold. And how did it turn out for those people? But why okay, would this not so great. Not a good example. But here's my thing about USC. They've skated by against UCLA. They skated. And I'm just saying, every time they play good opponents, it's pretty tight. It's pretty tight. I do not like them as a favorite here. They ducked the smoke with Washington. They ducked the smoke with Oregon because of their favorable schedule. They barely got by the spooky beavers. And look, if you watch that Notre Dame game, which I, I assume most of y'all didn't because of the OU game, the Irish gifted it to them, flat out gifted it to them. I think Utah feeling spurned chip on their shoulder. Everyone's talking about Caleb and USC Dalton Kincaid, the tight end for the Utes has a killer game. Once again, Give me the Utah Utes plus three. I'm going down in a blaze of glory. Damn it! Oh my God. I, I'm not going out. Me no, Bobby. I, this you won't. You will not be thinking about this. Whenever you are not going to feel good when you're having that six glizzy going down your throat. We'll see. You know we'll what? At least goes. I went down with the ship. You will not Looking, be saying that. You, do, do you want to know? Utah. Do you, you want to know how bad Bobby botched this? He said fortune favors the bold, which it's fortune favors the brave. And then he said as a Bitcoin commercial, it's for crypto.com, <laughs> double botched. Like this is his, his argument. Again, it was a joke. It was a, well, I, I know. Like I said, that was a joke. And I was like, it worked out great for those people, I'm sure. And it did. So I'm I'm very aware of this. I'm zigging and zagging. I'm going all over the place. Give me Utah. Give me Utah. I, I will say. I have now have four different looking, picks from each other. Yeah, looking back. um, I'm not really sure why I went with UCF. I just kind of got in a, a train of thought and then remembered Louisiana. So I think Bobby may have me certainly on that. I think Tulane gets the cover in that one in retrospect. So we will, I don't think it's over yet. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, but let's move on to our next game. The ACC championship, the Clemson Tigers favored by seven and a half against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Oy, what a garbage game this is. Uh, the ACC exposed for the trash conference that it is. Um, man, I don't know. UNC has been garbage. Clemson's been garbage. I guess I'll go with Clemson. To, no, I'm going to go with UNC and Mac Brown. I don't like the hook. I think this game's a toss up. So give me UNC in the points. Ty. Oh, oh, he, he shifted. Will he regret it later? We'll find out. Yeah. I, so I think, I don't think this game is a toss up. Uh, like Bobby said, but I think this line is is pretty much a toss up, uh, and I'm saying that because uh, I actually did some research on this game. So both of these teams, in, unless I did my notes wrong and, and got sort of mixed up, but I believe both of these teams are six and six against the spread. Which, in my mind, a lot of people read into that like, oh, they're bad at putting it away, or oh, they're bad at at whatever. But 
six and six against the spread doesn't mean you're six and six. Like both of these teams are in their conference championship games. Like ultimately, if you're in a power five conference and you just win every game that you're put in by like a point, you might still end up national champions. And at the minimum, you'll end up undefeated and then you can just claim one like UCF does. So I, when I look at against the spread, all I'm looking at is how well does Vegas understand these te- these teams? Like how well does do the people making the lines? Because the lines ultimately are just for betting, right? Like if you win, you win. doesn't matter if you covered or not. That doesn't affect your, your playoff chances. I know it goes into the, the debate, but with both these teams being just even against the spread throughout the year, I think that's how most teams should be, right? If the bookmakers know their job and know the teams, then the teams are ultimately most probably going to end up 500. You know, there's a, a probability of error either way things happen. So I think this line is a toss-up. I'm going to go with Clemson uh, because I feel like they they yes. just have that championship pedigree. That was not to zag Bobby. I mean, I have I have Clemson in my notes. That's who I was going with before. But give me the Clemson Tigers. They're going to be wearing their, uh, their orange pants. I believe they wear orange pants, right, in, in championship games. Uh, and I think I think Dabo has has created a good culture of of really hyping up and making sure that his people don't sleep on games that matter. And uh, Clemson has had a lot of sort of negative discussion towards them and and where they are this year, and people thinking that they're maybe fallen off uh, because Venables has left and because they haven't produced, but they haven't been producing offensively. It, it has not been a a defensive problem as a whole. So I really like Clemson. I don't think they are gone yet. Uh, especially in the conference that they're in. So give me the Clemson Tigers to sort of clean up their record, clean up their resume. Obviously it's not going to make a difference for, for playoffs or something, but I, I think they lock this one. Blake. Yeah. I love how Ty says Dabo's uh, created a culture that gets Clemson up for big games yet. Couldn't get up, up against their rival at home last week versus South Carolina. That was big yikes, but you know, what's a little bit more bigger yikes UNC lately, holy hell, losing against NC State, which NC State has just kind of been, they've been solid this year, but they've been struggling with injury. They have a pretty decent defense, which honestly kept them in this game. And then UNC losing to Scrappy Dogs. Scrappy Dogs, kind of a dumpster fire. Not not really. They've, they've rattled off some wins, but like... You have Drake May, you have one of the best quarterbacks in college football, but yet, like UNC, they amass talent, don't know how to use it. I can't trust them here. I cannot. I think Clemson's corners are better than NC State, and NC State really clamped down on Drake May. I think Clemson's defense is way better. I don't trust DJU whatsoever, but I just want to think that there is a scenario out there where Clemson... Clemson fans last year begging after they didn't make the conference title. Dabo, we gotta be winning ACC championships. Like, we gotta be winning them. In their minds, they're thinking, we win the ACC championship. That means we're automatically in the playoff. Not this year. And you know what's gonna happen after this game when Clemson wins? Dabo's gonna go to the podium. He's gonna be like, I told y'all I would win you ACC championships again. And look what I've done. I've delivered. And he's not gonna change his culture one bit. Even though this culture is so bad the it's like offensive inbreeding what is happening in their quarterback room within their play calling he won't bring any outside ideas he only brings in people from the Clemson system don't be surprised if the change he makes is bringing back Jeff Scott or whoever from USF who was the Clemson offensive coordinator I think Clemson is doomed for the future just because Dabo will not bring in new ideas because he has this idea that Clemson culture will put them through it'll put them through for 10 
10 and 2, 11 and 1 uh, seasons in this ACC? Of course, because the ACC is trash, but it's not going to win them championships like they were. They're not getting the good quarterback recruits. They're not getting good transfers. Dabo is set up to fail, but I want, I need this domino to fall in order for that to happen. So give me Clemson minus seven and a half. All right, Jameson, you're going to make me uh, Island Boy again? Yeah, you're going to regret saying Clemson. Oh, no, never mind. I'm going to go with Mac Brown. Those words just came out of your mouth. And I, okay, and I'll say to Blake's thing uh, Kate Klubnick was one of the best college. I mean, um, recruits coming out of high school as at the quarterback but position. they're not playing them that's the problem with the clemson culture is oh you have i did he's, he's gonna he's gonna start next, he's gonna start next year dju threw for 99 yards last week for south carolina and this but is a south carolina he was also a hyped like hype recruit i'm just scared that they're not going to provide club nick with what he needs to excel because this offensive play calling has been anemic lately like clemson offense is gross like that's why i don't even really want to watch this game just because i know what no. i'm gonna see from the clemson offense it's bad it's bad. Yeah, DJU, there were arguments of him in high school of like him being a better quarterback than Bryce Young. They were like compared to each other being at rival high schools in California. Um, it's crazy how much their lives have diverted. Uh, I'm just fading UNC here. I watched a lot of the game versus NC State because I picked them with my wild card. And there's just a lot of three and outs, just a lot of crappy play that I saw from them. NC State playing with their third or fourth string quarterback and was dicing up their defense. I think Clemson can keep it strong on the ground and just control this game. And even if Drake May goes out and makes a couple of plays, which he will, he's talented enough to do that. I think Clemson just controls this game and wins by double digits. So, Bobby, I, I hope that you don't regret that. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, but let's move, let's move on to our next game. We've got the LSU Tigers who uh, shot themselves in the foot at Kyle Field, lost to the Texas A&M Aggies, and are out of the college football playoff contention. And they're facing the Georgia Bulldogs minus 17 and a half at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Jameson, how are you feeling about this one? Yeah, this this one's really tough for me. I, I 17 and a half is a lot of points. Georgia has been keeping it close within the spread as of recently. Didn't cover versus Kentucky. Didn't cover versus Scrappy Dog Georgia Tech last week. I don't know where to go with this one. You would like to think LSU, with their talent they have, can at least you know keep things a little bit close here. Um, but that that Texas A and M game really is just leaving a sour taste in my mouth. I just can't get back, get, you know, get over that. Um, I I just I'm struggling with this one. I think LSU has enough talent to keep it close. I don't like this pick at all. I really don't. I'm going to pick LSU. Seventeen, seventeen now. I think I'm just seeing the board clearly this week. Like, I'm feeling very confident about my picks. Bulldogs all the way. I think LSU, first thing, Jaden Daniels seen in a boot this week. That is super concerning for a quarterback that relies mostly on his legs in order to be any any way effective versus any defense. And you're talking about a Georgia defense who's probably still one of the best in the nation. There's no way I'm not backing the Bulldogs with that Jaden Daniels news. That is concerning. Shoot. I, yeah, he <laughs> is. It's That's why the line, I think it opened at like 14-15, <laughs> has shot up. And like that's why I love Georgia here. They're, <sighs> they're businessmen. They come in. They get the job done. 
And I think especially in these big moments, Kirby's had a few stinkers this year, like going to Kentucky didn't do so hot. Mizzou game wasn't good, but I feel like this is just going to be LSU, Tennessee and just Georgia kind of pounces on them early. LSU doesn't know how to claw back in. And it's just like the SEC West was a whole, like a dumpster fire. And what you think LSU's good wins are versus Alabama, it's probably the worst Alabama team we've seen in a very long time. And like Florida, Ole Miss, I don't think is very good. Arkansas, I don't think is very good. It's a lot of wins against teams that you think are very good, but just really aren't that good this year. It's a typical Brian Kelly team, beat up on the teams you're supposed to win besides A&M, and you just kind of get blown out in these big spots. I keep telling y'all that. I know I said that versus Bama. They won, but I just think the moment is too big. Give me Georgia. Yeah. I, it, it's didn't take it's, to- it's like, totally Georgia. I should have done my damn research. Ugh. You need I, I was cocky. I was cocky this week. I was like, I am so far in the lead. Who cares? I mean, really, who cares anyways if I lose this pick, but. But still, it's it's Georgia. Damn. Okay, whatever. Ty. Yeah, I I had uh I had what about Bama lined up. Uh, I thought Blake was gonna, to use Blake's terminology, uh, perjure himself there, uh, with this this Brian Kelly slander, who maybe is a national championship winning coach. Maybe Notre Dame was the problem. Is Notre Dame a problem? More at News Ten, but. Yeah, this line this line worries me. I think Georgia wins this one big. I will preface my entire statement with that. But 17 and a half, I mean, we're talking about 18 points to to cover here. So if LSU scores 24, then Georgia would have to score what 42 to uh to lock in the cover there and Georgia hasn't necessarily separated against quality opponents uh like that all year. I mean, they 18 points is a it, the line as as of recording. Obviously, got to give our pitch to our wonderful sponsors at at DraftKings. If you're creating a new a new account, please use promo code TPPN. Uh, it supports us directly through the network that we're a part of, uh, supporting American small businesses. You know, shout out to yes. DraftKings. But uh, so this line might move. I I would honestly expect this one because it's so high. Even expecting a Georgia big win. I think this one, maybe as of the time that you're listening to it, might be a little bit lower on DraftKings or any other uh, sports book, inferior sports book that is uh, producing inferior sports book potassium. Uh, DraftKings number one producer of of sports book things, but I still I got to go with Georgia in this one. But it, 18 is a whole lot. I, I understand that we do this as as sort of our bit, uh, but I, I do understand that some of you guys that listen or maybe not listening for actual gambling advice. Although if you have, you uh, if you put even amount of money on everything, none of us have lost you money all year. So there is that. Can't say the same for all other media outlets and podcasts, but it, this one is high, but uh, I would maybe, if you're looking at actually putting your hard-earned money on this, I think this one might go down a little bit throughout the week, hopefully. Keep your fingers crossed on that. I'm going to take Georgia minus 17 and a half. Obviously, they would need 18 to cover, but but this one is is very, it's it's a hefty boy. It's large. It's a big chungus of a line. <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I believe Blake just saved himself, or not not intentionally, but he is immune from the from the punishment. I that's what I was about. Blake and Ty, I was about to pitched. text out. There Blake we and go. Ty, Blake and yes, Ty, I didn't think it was actually going to happen. Blake and Ty 
picked lockstep with each other, meaning it is mathematically impossible for Blake to finish last. Ty, what have you I'm, done? I'm not going to lie. Last. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about Blake. I was worried about me, right? I, I'm yeah. trying to play it cool in the text. I, to I was worried about me. We all know how I do with eating-based punishment challenges. right? I'm the worst one of any one of us. For that stuff, like I'm, I have no concern in the world about how I finish as long as it's not last. And I'm so I'm actually disappointed gaming, in you, Tom. Yeah, it's my I mean, stomach acid was churning. I attention, yeah, was churning. I thought, well, no, 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 wait. I was wait. at risk for this punishment. Oh, yeah. I was okay, so yeah, scared. I cannot do this, and I was terrified. I was terrified. And then when I saw the possibility might happen, and Ty doing this little flip flop of. 17 and a half is a lot of points. I'm like, just please do it. Please do it. Please no, do I'm it. I'm just trying. I'm trying to provide actual you analysis. Are, uh, if God forbid good. someone is listening yeah, yeah. to me for their betting advice. Yeah. No? You were, uh, you were, you were safe when he, the, the second he picked Clemson, which is, you know, like honestly a good pick. So like, Ty, you ride I, with it, the it crew. Was not a, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. Well, no, no I, I, like, just, I like Bobby's the, go. The good thing strategy. is you ride with the crew. You're with me strapped to me Saturday. We're going to put Bobby in the dirt because that's who I want to <laughs> see. Do the 999 challenge. We are driving that ship and we are dragging no, Bobby behind us. No, we want we want to tie. <laughs> we want to see Ty and Bobby do it. That That's what we're truly do you? For. Is that even possible? Yes. Uh, y'all. Yeah, well, I will, because you know at this if point, it's an eye, if it's well, okay, an odd, no, it, it still could happen like based on several picks, but yeah, if, uh, if it's an odd number of differences between y'all, all you need is one of those picks to push, which is very easy. Okay. There's we currently a have a line number, in there, yeah. and if it's an even number, you just split them. It's it's very doable, yeah. yeah but Bobby's yeah. got two dogs of picks with trying to fade you, USC, a absolute dogs, uh, absolute <laughs> dogs. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Y'all are talking, pick, y'all are talking real LSU. confident. See, at this point, at this point, Bobby has to pick LSU here. And you that's know, why he's, I, he's I love committed to to uh, go with a bold strategy. So in Ty, I love your strategy because Ty's been confident in my strategy pick. is just he, to pick correctly. I like that. That's what I like. In I of all Bobby's analysis this entire time is like I don't know. I have a feeling was, Ty's at least going with his brain. Bobby's just no, no, going no. a little see, Blake, whatever I'm feeling in the moment. You're, so see you're you're falling for it. You don't understand Bobby's mind games. Like Bobby plays that I'm just but a humble southern attorney who does <laughs> Those not mind know games any have gotten him in than... dead last. He's dead last. Mm, well, he's not mind games are that effective. He's tied for last tied with me. Last. So he is dead last. That is, he is last. In a well, tight competition. Last, in a tight competition. is a very firm, like, you're all alone, I could, rock bottom. Here's the thing. I can still finish ahead of Blake, even though it won't really matter all that much. But I can still finish ahead of him. Two doesn't do anything. Go, it, just, go for it, Bobby. Yeah. Go for it. No, uh, Blake, I, I do want you to know, because I don't think you listened to this week's Schooner Pod episode, but there was serious discussions on the pod and then elsewhere about Bobby and I colluding to just either ride together or die together and either just like prearrange our picks to either just, hey, if we're going down, we're going down together or we're going to make Blake pay. So, uh, but uh, I'm glad that we didn't go with that because Bobby, I don't know what his, his strategy is here this week. I just, I like the dogs. Uh, and in this case, I like the Bulldogs. Give me Georgia. He um, likes the look. dogs. You heard it here first. He likes oh, the hot God. dogs. He's I, I, walked right, I walked right into that one. I like Georgia here because, look, it, 
this game means a lot to them. It's the SEC championship. Not only that, but if they win, win significantly, you tie up a, an essential home game in the college football playoff. They're not going to let that slip by. LSU is not a good team. Um, as Blake said, they've been skating by on, you know, just kind of underwhelming, sneaky wins. But, you know, I, I don't think they beat Georgia. Not not in the, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. It used to be way more fun calling it the Georgia Dome, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, give me Georgia uh, minus 17 and a half, especially with that J, uh, that, that, that the Daniels news for sure. So, um, anyways, let's move on to the game that we're all, we'll all be watching, College Game Day. Screw you, Paul Feinbaum. It's the Texas Christian TCU Horned Frogs and Hypnotoad, favored by two and a half, just right down the street, taking on the Kansas State Wildcats. Oh, Ty, Ty's put up a finger. Bobby, he before is we start, to... I, yeah, I, I understand you have the start here, but I, if you will, uh, I do have something that I think should preface all of our picks here. I promise it does not interfere with you, Bobby. It is a, directly a personal attack at Blake. If you will permit me, because this is your time. I, uh, I permit. Blake has been hedging all podcasts. I have waited to call him out. He has been hedging with this. I went into the statistical analysis of whether or not two teams playing each other have a likelihood of being defeated the second time. If they've already defeated the team, that was a hedge. That was a hedge for this game. TCU already defeated Kansas state and Blake was worried. He dug into the analytics of this to try to figure out if they had a chance and he he's smart, right? He's, he is. Blake knows what he's doing. Don't let him fool you. He's he's smart. And he knew that he couldn't hedge right here. So he baked his hedge into his earlier picks, and he thought we wouldn't notice, but oh boy, did we notice. So Bobby, I, I yield you back your time uh, with the preface to know that everything that Blake says will be TCU Homer because he has already worked in his hedge. He is a sly little doggy, that Blake. I just okay. told I told the listeners some pertinent facts, which I thought would be useful for their gambling strategy come this weekend. There's nothing wrong with that. You gotta, you gotta. Whenever you're researching these picks, you gotta see all angles. You gotta know the empirical evidence. I want to know what the landscape is like. It's something we see time and time again. So I dug into it a little bit. So that's how I came to that conclusion. Nothing weird. It's nothing weird. But that's how I came to it. Okay, there you go. There you go. All right, so I'll, I'll kick this thing off. Um, look, I think this is going to be a really good game. Obviously, Will Howard has shown ability against uh, TCU in the past um, in a kind of a backup role. Um, as, you know, with preparation, I think he will actually do better. I think it's going to be a very, very good game, and it's hard to beat the same team twice. But at the same time, TCU, this is... This is feeling pretty team destiny that. stuff to me. This is it, it is though. It is kind of hard. It it's showing team of destiny vibes to me though with TCU. And I I I feel like the frogs, you know, they they're disrespected. They're hearing the talk. They know that everyone wants them out of there so they could put in Alabama or Ohio State or whoever. They're gonna show up and put on a really good performance and beat Kansas State here. Give me TCU minus two and a half. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a great game, but I think the frogs prevail in the end by two and a half. Um, it'll be close. This line is pretty good, I think. But yeah, TCU. Ty? Yeah, this one worries. So all bits. Well, it was not a bit. Like Blake, he didn't deny it, right? Like he, again, he knows what he's doing. He knows he can't. 
he can't be caught lying, but he he gave you a very political answer, not denying uh, the the accusations. We can all read into that uh, as we will. Again, once again, Blake trying to manipulate uh, based on your own personal interpretation of what the definition of is is. But this one this one worries me because I think there is high upset potential. I mean, K State, you know this as as OU fans. That's primarily our our listener viewer demographic. Uh, they are villains. They are, they're not good guys. They're, they're villains. They're there to ruin your day, ruin your season. Uh, we, we all know this. I mean, we've had, I've been an OU student for a long time, uh, as has Jameson for different reasons. Uh, and I can say that under my tenure as, as an OU student, we've only beaten them like once. We've lost a, a lot of times to them. They're, they're bad, bad guys, and they would have no qualms spoiling it for TCU. Here's my real take, and I've been saying this. This is mostly a joke, and I don't want this to come true. I'm on the frog train. I, I love TCU this year uh, outside of that OU win, but it would just be – it would be sickly so funny that – because we have to turn back the clock and, and do a quick history lesson here. The Big 12 went to their round robin thing. Everyone plays everyone, one true champion, all that uh, stuff. And that ended up in TCU not getting a playoff nod in 2014. That was widely attributed to the fact that the Big 12 did not have a championship game for TCU to really settle the score against some people and and put an exclamation point on things. So the Big 12 implemented everyone plays everyone and a championship game, which I've been saying for a long time is like the dumbest way to do it because you're just saying, let's just try everything all at once and hopefully it turns out. So it would be sickly hilarious if TCU missed the playoffs because there was no championship game, and then the very game created specifically because of terrible things that happened to TCU also prevents them from getting in. So I think there's high potential of K-State winning, but I am on the frog train, I believe. I believe they're a complete team. I mean, I can go on for probably as long as Blake, which is crazy, about why TCU deserves to be in the playoff, why TCU would be undefeated in the Big Ten, why TCU would be undefeated in the Pack, why TCU would be undefeated in the ACC, why TCU would be undefeated in the SEC. Ooh. In the the SEC West this year uh, because of Bama. They'd probably lose to Georgia, and they would would lose to Georgia in in the SEC championship game. But TCU... I am so excited to see them match up against a, a hopefully uh, Michigan in the playoff. That would be cool. Or, uh, or you never know how things pan out. Maybe USC, because we all know that the, the committee is just going to gamesmanship in the top four. They're going to put Georgia at one, and then they're just going to manipulate the other ones for storylines. Like, I, I really think that in, in the playoff, like one means something, and then the other three, they're just manipulating for what, what do we think sells the best. Uh, but give me the frogs minus 2.5 in this one. I think, I think this one is not close. If TCU wins, I think TCU either wins by like two scores. So say 10 points minimum or K state wins. I don't think there's a, this game is close possibility. Give me the frogs. Like, yeah, but yep. Easy. People have been asking me all week. 
what is TCU going to make the playoffs? What's going to happen there? TCU is going to make the playoffs because we're going to win this game. And that's the reason why we're going to make the playoffs. Not because of some mumbo-jumbo ESPN bullcrap of how we're going to get in there and how they have to weigh the resumes. We're not leaving it up to that. We're going to go in there and win this game. And I, for one, have been probably respected Kansas State the most out of anybody on this pod, even more than the Kansas State fan base, because whenever Will Howard came in, smoked. No, 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 no. no you sh- laughed at Bobby. Hey, you I give you your time. Give me my time. You so, laughed at Bobby. <laughs> it's my turn. It's my turn. Okay. I, whenever, whenever Adrian Martinez went out versus the, in the TCU game and Kansas State fans were crying everywhere, boo-hoo, you knocked out our starter. Yeah, Will Howard came in and ripped us apart, and I'm like, this guy's significantly better. But all Kansas State fans could clamor to is Adrian Martinez. Is Adrian Martinez going to come back? We would have beaten TCU if this, this, and this. They play a lot of what-if games over Manhattan. We don't. We play wins and losses, and we're going to win this game. I think K-State's going to battle. They're going to be a hard out because I think Will Howard's a good quarterback. I think Deuce Vaughn is a really good running back, and I think Kansas State has a good defensive line that has been TCU struggle. Like if we saw against Texas being the main one, Max Duggan could not get the ball off in that tap. But I do feel confident in the Frogs that it is a team of destiny. I... I this is the perfect the perfect momentum in the sense that K State in their fan base believes that they would have easily beaten us like this is they just need the rematch because this is easy win if we would have had our quarterbacks we would have beaten them in Fort Worth they believe that in their heads they don't have that chip on their shoulder like they're going after the Kings and I like that I like them feeling a little bit cocky going into this game I think frogs roll I'm ready I'm ready for this game biggest game of my life I'm gonna be there in person I've had three of those recently they i'm on my third i'm on texas being the first baylor at that one worst it was best worst game of my life and now this one the shield matters to me i don't care if we get to the playoff 12 and 1 that's going to be an that would be an awesome accomplishment i want to win the shield i care about winning having that trophy in my hands celebrating it in jerry's world that's what matters that is a complete season not just a college football playoff but that the big 12 trophy the little crystal ball thing on the little stick in my hands i want that give me tcu frogs we're rolling come saturday let's go it's pretty nice at tcu you know fan base is so small that everyone gets to touch the trophy but uh Nah, it's ha, ha, yeah, and ours, uh, our little school's whooping ass this year. So what does that job, say about yeah. all the other ones? No, I, I, I wasn't. I was just trying to make a funny joke. It's pretty, pretty good. Oh but, God, uh, James, don't start the school size argument at Big Ten. And Blake also Big has Ten. small, small hands. So I do have small hands. Football will fill NFL size in my hands. Ooh, baby. <laughs> oh man, Jameson, are you liking this? Uh, hey, Bobby, would you like to respond to Blake being the biggest believer in Kansas State this year on the pod? I mean, I, I've I been think a truther. My... I've been a truther. I'm not a Chris Kleiman <laughs> stand like Bobby is, but I'm a truther about how good K-State is. Well, Lance Leipold is the second best coach in the Big 12, Blake. He yeah, no, I forgot really about good. the existence of uh, – I, I, I did forget about the existence of Sonny Dykes. Dykes is the best coach in the Big 12 for real. Like, he actually is. I no, thought he no, was going to get bit... – I Bits thought he aside, might have gotten poached by Auburn. That was scaring me for a little bit. I didn't want to put that one out in the ether, but it kind of scared me a little bit. Welcome to the big game now, Blake. You know, you gotta... Dykes is, is going to get, he's going to get paid, man. 
Don't, yeah. don't you got to say it, TCU. It, it could happen to you too. It happened to OU. It could happen to anyone. You got to look at the fact that that uh, Gary Patterson was at TCU for as long as he was as proof. That's what that, I'm hoping like, for. It's a survivable environment as a coach. That's what they I'm still hoping fired for. him. <laughs> or yeah, they still or he fired deserved him to get fired. This year showed that. that even if Sonny Dykes goes off and like we have like three winless seasons in a row and gets fired, it shows that we are at least right about firing Gary Patterson this year. Have they have they already commissioned the Sonny Dykes uh, statue? Oh, probably, dude. Just add our <laughs> little funny. our little small statue collection. They are the smallest things ever. And like Gary Patterson <laughs> is like skinnier than I am, and I know in person he's like a he's hefty dude. So I yes, uh, commission the statue. We just got to make this our brand that we just like have a billion small statues. Like make one of Max Duggan too while you're at it. Oh man, statues for every like kind of minor success. I like it. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it would be it would be pretty cool. I know I'm personally rooting for the frogs there, you know, to uh, you know to join OU as the only Big Twelve teams to uh, make the playoff would be pretty cool. So, uh, Jameson, who do you got in this? I if I pick Kansas State here, that means Blake and I would have four different picks, meaning he would have a chance if all of his picks that he, if he goes essentially ten and zero or no, nah, that's not how it works. If he goes four and zero on the picks that we uh like zigzagged versus each other we could tie for the lead did we really want to tie for the lead blake do you really want that does that that... okay i want a tcu win you sound like a little scared little boy right now i'm I'm gonna tell you i'm telling you your title this is what you're sounding like you're like do you really want the tie i'm just gonna choose tcu so we don't get that man up just well but here's here's my here's my thought process with it is i think kansas state might win this game I really go do. for it then. Uh, do it. But the thing is, the thing is, I don't want to pick boy. them because you're scared. Because boy. no, because here's the thing: like I'm already in the lead, and I I love cheering for TCU as like a secondary Big Twelve team, and I don't oh. want to have that deep down in me where I'm like having to cheer against them. It just doesn't seem right. So this isn't a hedge. This is just I want to enjoy this game on Saturday morning more. And I understand this might not be the best reasoning for making a pick, but I. I'm going to pick TCU just for the fan aspect of it. And this isn't some kind of analysis. I'm sorry, listeners, but I just think TCU is a fun team to cheer for, and I don't want to pick against them. There you go. All in for the hypno-toad here on the Schooner Pod. Good to see you. What happens if I – It would be hilarious if I used – if I use my reverse card right now, that would like give me a chance of getting the punishment just to like be able to tie Jameson because I still have yes. my Uno reverse yes. card in the back pocket. Yes, yes. Oh, you do. made your own team. God, that would be so <laughs> yes. emotional hedge. The the mo- the, the ultimate emotional, emotional hedge. That would. I mean, that would be doubly successful for Blake because it would also negate my entire calling him out on hedging. Uh, but Blake, do it yeah. honestly. I'll let Blake. I'll let Blake rest. sit on it. I do need to note. It does appear that Bobby and I are different on five games, uh, unless I'm counting that wrong. So we will have not one true champion, maybe one true champion, depending on Blake's decision he's about to make. No, we need we need Boise to win by a few. We will goal. have that would be. We will have one great. true loser <laughs> potentially in the Schooner Pod, the weekend spread. Yeah, we need a hedge. We, we need a hedge. We need a. Uh, push so push. bad we need to push so bad it's too late what yeah. what are the other what are the other um lines that are they all half lines that USC oh no we can get we push. can get purdue michigan at 17 
and there's you, and you. Utah USC at three. So there's oh, be very there's plenty of opportunity. That'd be the most annoying route because it would mean that it was close to beat it to like flipping the table and actually winning something, but it just ended up as a push. It it would be so typical of Bobby and I. I won one, Bobby won one, and then we just had three pushes and then ended up. That's probably it's probably gonna be the most anticlimactic. That's the most likely thing. Yeah, the way the season is gone, that's the most likely thing. (laughs) I will say this. Um, as the winner of the Schooner Pod Pick'em uh, for the weekend spread, I will eat a couple of hot dogs and drink a couple of beers with one of you two um, whenever the time God, comes. Well, well, that just sounds like people. a good evening. James, yeah, I'll have a nice <laughs> dog or two and a few beers. Cold ones. If I'll I must, I'll come eat a couple oh. hot dogs, maybe have a beer or oh, two no. of the game. I will not use bad. the same time constraints that y'all are doing it, but I will partake in some of the utensils that y'all are using a couple a couple of housekeeping housekeeping issues before we solidify who's our big loser of this honestly multi-month journey total games now have we picked uh 71 plus 63 134 144 games now like that's crazy um but housekeeping uh can they eat a hot dog you know, two hot dogs in the first inning, or do they have to eat one hot dog, one beer every single inning? It's it's a dog per inning. Like I, 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 I don't think you. Two well, nine nine nine. It's in it's in the. That is not the, that is not that is not how Barstool did it. And at the very beginning of the season, you guys said we we're doing this because Barstool did it. Is that? Is that why I, said I, no, said Friday I, saw, I, I saw I saw I saw the Friday it. beers Friday and Barstool beers both one. did just nine innings was the time limit. It, it I have not yeah. seen, I, mean, I can I, double check, but I watched oh, the Friday. I like, I like the pace. I, no, I, I, I watched that was, oh, the pace. that was, I will say this is kind of coming in out of nowhere no, that it's it now we clarify the rules. after. No, I thought we had already discussed this. No, but... no so here's all... the thing. Here's the thing. Like just shoving nine dogs, nine years yeah. in yourself. That's like, that's fine. You know, you're not going to feel Agreed. the pain. You're not going to feel the fullness until late like until you're you're done if you're pacing it out you're gonna get full and that's going to be the struggle part good you know, i'm glad that i'm glad that yeah i think that. that's that's how i always saw it that's how mm. if i lost i was gonna do that like i've always interpreted it as like that's why it's hard is you have to eat like you have to sit there and feel everything and then eat again yeah tearing through nine dogs by the third inning is not the same as like it's it, it's nope. inning eight. I've eaten eight hot dogs. I've drug on all nope. the way through here. Friday and Beer's I have video one. to verify they they, they do. They, I watched it earlier. They did it. No, I'm watching it right now. Eight. They say they yeah. Watch. I will. I will show this on the pod. Probably copyright. Yes. The way the way they talk about the end of the first inning. Someone has already eaten first inning. Yeah, the guy ate vegan. First dogs. inning. I, I, I don't Two like the way they did the it. First they just gave Therefore, us, it is not did... one per one. We're not. That's, that's not, how we're that's doing. That's rules. how we. That's I've their rules. We're doing it entire hours. season. We've always said nine yeah. innings and nine. Yeah, nine like, dollars. That's the whole point. That's why every I mean, time we, yeah. every time somebody what? has explained the punishment when I'm around you, I say it's nine innings, a dog, and a beer an inning. That's how it's always been. That's no, how, okay. All, and right, nobody's you know nobody's corrected me. You know what? Because I'm on the hot seat. And because this is unlikely, let's just up the ante. It's one dog, one beer per inning. So if we go extra innings, extra dogs and beers. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. No. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's nine, 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 not 
999 plus whatever no, because happens you guys in the baseball have changed. game. Every other person, if you go look we on didn't... YouTube, just does, you have nine innings to do this. And like, it's, it's not a matter of like, oh, it's one per one. If we're going to go one per one, then let's tie it to innings. You just have to do one yeah. per inning. Bobby, the chances yep. of it going to extra innings is like next to Whoa. none. If anything, it's it's one. Then why does it they matter? Do, no, then it's just do it, agree to this, so we can lock in the 999 structure. If you have health insurance, what? it no, should no, no, not. That, that's, it should that's, be, okay. You know. Oh, this thing. is typical this is Bobby derailing it over made, like. No, no, no. We, this is why this is garbage, because we made this after the picks, and Ty is like, oh, Bobby just made a bunch of garbage garbage. No, but picks. the entire we'll season, the entire season, I've been operating under the assumption that you have nine innings to do it, which is a different thing than one per inning. The chances like pacing, of it going to extra innings a, a time is time limit versus Bobby. pacing, but it's going to be the one that it is. It does. Go I think extra it's innings. called it's called a nine nine nine, not a ten ten ten. So I think if it does go to extras, that they shouldn't have to do extras. It's already an absurd amount of beer and an absurd amount of hot dogs and an absurd amount of buns. Like it's still bad. You're like the tenth inning hits and you're like crap. I have to do another round. It's just not going to happen. I guarantee no. everyone's going to back out. Well, Jameson, so not happen. Jameson with his his win locked up, he'll be like, "I'll have a third hot dog and beer with you." Or I have I'm gonna, locked I, up. Like, I'm, I'm gonna bring a, last place. I'm gonna bring a nice crock pot full of some boiled hot dogs, and we might bring a microwave to find a plug in somewhere for Ty if he if he needs we, some microwave dogs. I think we bring out we bring out the griddle. Like let's I, I know we talked about the crock pot dogs, but like the gr- gr- a griddle seems well, nice. Well, then then we can I bring out like the there crock has to be pot. some rules of what you could bring to into this berm area. Yeah, about, I don't they, think there are I, in a I've generator. I've absolutely brought in grills out to the berm. Well, before. we have a we have a generator, Blake. We have access to a generator. We the, do have a the generator. tailgate generator. Shout out to the this tailgate. is going to be so obnoxious if we bring a whole ass grill because y'all won't <laughs> y'all care about the taste <laughs> of your bring, dogs even after three. You won't care. You won't bringing care. your own hot dogs and stuff to like a <laughs> left field lounge somewhere is obnoxious <laughs> enough, but bringing out a generator if we did that at OU, they are liable <laughs> to actually call OUPD on us. Uh, Whitman's out here talking about like bringing out like a crock pot for a chili cheese dog i don't not and chili under my yeah dog. hey the sonic sonic is walking distance from ou's baseball park i think the loser should have to do nine foot log chili cheese conies no ty's no. getting confident here he's getting he's getting too cocky about this one okay but to be fair in my own defense i'm not getting too cocky because when i thought we had to do the eat a hot dog every day of the week last year I literally started out eating Sonic footlong chili cheese conies, and you guys were like, "Why? Why are you doing that?" That's insane. You were just casually so, eating hot dogs. Yeah, and you just ca- I I, no, went I actually agree because with that's way better. Like, because we did not clarify the rules. Well, the, I thought the rule the rules were always I think pretty clear. No, no. And that's why we're making some housekeeping issues right now because it seems like not everyone was on the same page. So and now I think we are the on the same page. Was, Nine well, dogs. The vote, the vote was three to one, and you have to eat a hot dog and drink a beer in every in the first nine innings. And I think the the extra innings. But that's a different a, thing. Was that you, what you just said is a different thing than one per inning? No, that is one per inning. One no, beer, one Jameson dog, said one in the Ty, first nine. Uh, here, we we oh. can argue the the you know the 
whatever we split some hairs here but it's already been decided three to one that's the word i was looking for no but we have Uh, we have it's already three to one you're there's there's nothing here for you to argue i'm sorry precedent established it's not the tribe is spoken i'm even arguing that like it is worse to do over nine innings each like or like each dog each inning is a dog and a beer like and i'm probably the most likely one to get the punishment after all my dogs i picked but hedge I mean, that's not a hedge that's i'm just being honest hedge. no it's it's this it's loser hedge. loser mentality hedge that i've been seeing so much this year is everyone say oh no, pity <laughs> me my fantasy football what? team is so oh, bad i'm going to lose me. i was oh my picks were so bad me. i'm probably gonna lose no I, that's not an and then whenever you do win james i'm saying statistically i've been against the grain on more picks i'm saying it's more likely to happen like it, okay, gotcha. We you know, that's what I mean. Shut up, anyways. We've been yeah. It's it's been long. it's been ninety minutes. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, well, hey, thank you all so much for listening to Weekend Spread this entire season. It's been a really fun one. I think we've all done pretty well, and uh, I hope we've been able to provide some some fun banter along the way. So it's it's been a good show, <laughs> uh, a good season of picks and. Hopefully this uh, final week goes pretty well. All of these, usually the championship week gets pretty spicy. So on behalf of me, Jameson, Ty, and Boat and Blake, this has been the weekend spread. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next time for some bowl picks. That's going to be fun. So we'll, we'll detail that out a little bit later. So, all right. Have a good weekend, everyone. And good luck. <laughs>